Hi, everybody. I'm Garrett Reisman, your co-host on Two Funny Astronauts. And uh, I am Mike Massimino. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking. We're supposed to be going out. And Jason, I'm going to introduce Jason Noer, our, uh, our uh, uh, engineer and producer. Jason, is this going out on Twitter right now? Because I'm looking at my Twitter and I don't see it. So we're not going out on Twitter. So we lied to people. We started off. <laughs> Can we get prosecuted for this? Are we going to? Are we going to? that an FCC violation? That could be a problem. Jason, if you want to get on my Twitter and straighten it out, that would be great. And uh, Garrett and I can start talking. Uh, but what we're doing today, folks, is something a little different. Uh, we were going to kind of publish one of our standard episodes. Not that they're ever standard, but no. one of our pre-recorded ones. But we uh, both Garrett and I uh, did some uh, media hits over the over the last few days because Jeff Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson trying to get into space and Richard Branson got into space. We'll kind of. Talk, kind of. We'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of other astronauts, and we'll talk about kind that of. too, people. And, we, and Garrett, anyway, will be very truthful in how he thinks. But we did a bunch wait, of wait, interviews, wait, wait. and Garrett and I were thinking we should probably uh, – I'll be truthful, too. But okay. Garrett and I were, were thinking that there was so much interest. Every once in a while, I would – you know, every, every just once in a while, every few months or sometimes longer, sometimes shorter – some sort of space-related story hits and the phone starts ringing for us that people want to talk about it well on you know cnn or, or nbc or wherever all the different networks and so on and that's what happened with with branch and getting into space so we, what we're doing is a, a special broadcast live, live. Uh, so this is live folks if in it's case not you, obvious in case, you, in case you couldn't yeah. tell <laughs> yeah, in case you can't really tell i don't this live stuff scares me mass you know because you know i might say something and, uh, and, and we have no chance to edit it, right? So I might, I might just blurt right. something out and regret it immediately. No, no. There's nothing I can people, do. No, people will understand. No, people will understand. Um, Jason, by the way, is coming to us. You hear some background noise. He's in a, in a bar, for Pete's sake. So uh, that's why we're hearing yeah. that background chatter. But, yeah, Gary, we should be concerned, so we'll be careful. But when we were in space and we were talking – you know, everything was being uh, sent down to the earth and uh, people could listen if they wanted to. The three or four people that were watching us when we were in space, they, you know, we had to watch what we were saying, too. So this That's is true, except, like except when you're up there, there's like nothing that they can do about it. What are they going to do? Are they going to come like come up and tell you you're fired? Or what are they gonna, they, will, they you know? will fire you if you say the wrong thing. Yes, yeah. they might. They might not. They're not going to come up and get you. But when you got back, you would be fired. That's what I think what would certainly yeah, happen would, if you said something yeah. and it's been well i don't know that's a whole nother topic maybe people actually no actually thing. this is a whole nother topic but just really quickly oh gosh there are people at nasa that censor uh this is gonna get us into trouble but there are people at nasa that censor all the video and audio that comes down they have a small delay and they can hit a button yes if we if so if you drop a, an f-bomb or or just say something they can actually they can actually cut it out and save you and um and and so they review and and Marcia Ivans remember Marcia used to sit yeah. there and look at all this stuff to make sure also like that inadvertently that nobody floats by the camera naked you know something horrible <laughs> like that and um
That's another that's episode. A, that's another that's topic. Other episode. That's another but, topic, Jason. But, but, but the uh, but just to, just to, just to, just to wrap this segue up, or this uh, uh, tangent up, I could tell you that like so when I got back, they gave me a trophy. They have uh, they have an F bomb trophy. It's a little like hand grenade mm-hmm. with an F on it. They call it the F bomb trophy. Yeah. Uh, the people there that do the editing. And I got it for having the most, uh, during my time in space, which was not the longest, I didn't set any records, but I had the most, my one, one of my space flight records uh, is that I had the most number of F-bombs that they had to edit out. And um, Wow. Tonto, Reed Reisman, almost beat me, but I, but I, ma- I, I was told that, uh, that I managed to keep my crown by, uh, like, just a few. Well, there you go. Another one for NASA's record book. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Reisman. Congratulations on that one. Thanks. All right. Okay. So, uh, so we try to st- since this is live and we're eating up time here. We're using daylight. How about we uh, we start talking about this Richard Branson in space, Garrett? What did what did yes. you uh, what was your impressions of what happened on Sunday? The build up to it, maybe, or what aftermath? What did you, in general? How are you feeling about this whole thing? I'm feeling good in general. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, I'm feeling positive about it because I do think it's great that more people will have a chance to go up and see the earth from that altitude mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and float around in weightlessness and just have that whole experience. I think, I, I, you know, we've been waiting a long time. This has been something that we thought would happen, you know, I, I forgot exactly when uh, uh, they started selling tickets, but I know it's been like over 10 years that they've been selling tickets. It's been tickets a while, there. yeah. And, uh, and so, so we expected this to happen, and they had a few problems. They had a a fatal accident during one of the test flights that was yeah very tragic. That uh, set him back about six years, I think. But that yeah that accident did yeah. I remember when that you know I remember when that happened. I was October uh, going, October twenty fourteen. Yes, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that because uh, I was driving with a bunch of other SpaceX uh, managers, and we're going to meet with some people uh, that were helping us with the spacesuit. And I'm in the back of this guy's Tesla, and I'm updating uh, the, on the screen of the Tesla. We're updating the news feed because mm-hmm. I, I incorrectly was told that C.J. Sturkow, a friend of ours, was on that flight. Oh, and so I thought he might. And we knew that one of the two guys didn't make it. They didn't release the names. I'm thinking my buddy, mm-hmm. you know, might no longer be with us. And it was really freaking me out. And yeah. I was keep I, we kept refreshing the feed, and uh, it turned out C.J. was fine, but uh, but yeah. somebody was killed, and it was horrible. And, and that was yeah, a, another that was guy was hurt day. pretty bad, I think. Another guy got hurt with that. I remember when that yeah. happened too. I had the same. I wrote to C.J. as soon as I heard that. I didn't hear any reports or anything, but I sent him a text, and he uh, nice of him came right back and says, uh, "No, mass, it wasn't me, but thanks for checking." I'm sure I wasn't the only guy texting him, but he yeah. got back to me pretty quickly. So uh, yeah, that was the first thing I went through. You know, my mind is yours too. Like, who do you know that might have might have uh, been killed? And uh, well, thankfully, it wasn't CJ, but it was someone else. But yeah, that happened yeah. back in fourteen. I think 14. they were trying. They were going to start. They thought they were going to start flying and honoring those tickets for everyone that had purchased them back in twenty fifteen. Uh, you know, like a year later, because I think they had sold all those tickets already by back then when they had the accident. And uh, yeah, you know, it, took, it took about another. I think you know, some of five, six years, whatever was the delay on that, to make sure they got it right, and and uh, they it was kind of, it was, successful now. It's kind of like a graduate student working on his PhD thesis. It's like he's a year mm-hmm. away from finishing for five years. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that was yeah. kind of how that was going. But then they yeah. did it. They actually did it, and, yeah. and it's great. And 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 in an, uh, less than a week, hopefully, it'll happen again with uh, Bezos. So uh, right. So now it's really upon us. This the suborbital 
and we'll have to talk about the difference between suborbital and orbital. And th- but right. this year we're going to have both Virgin Galactic, Blue mm-hmm. Origin, and SpaceX send ordinary uh, citizens, the non-professional astronauts, mm-hmm. to space. Right. You know, SpaceX is about you know Brand- uh, Bezos hopefully next week, and then SpaceX by the end of the year is going to launch uh, Jared Isaacman and his Inspiration Four crew. That's and right. So we're yes. really going to be off to the races with with, uh, yeah. with space tourism and commercial space. I think right. it's great. And that one's that one's an orbitable orbitable orbitable. That one's an orbital an orbital an orbital flight. They're going to go to orbit, <laughs> but they're not going to space station on that one. At first, I thought that's what yeah. you were going to mention because that I think is going to be hopefully beginning of next year with Mike L. A. And, and our friend Aton and some of the other guys. So cool. All right. Okay. I, I'll tell you what you call them. I'll tell you what you call them. You call them rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> filthy rich. Stinking yeah. filthy rich. So, uh, yeah, you know, right. in the beginning. So they are rich astronauts. We need distinctions, I think. <laughs> Rich astronauts, government astronauts. We, but go ahead. Yeah, go, Garrett. This is good. Fly with that you one. Know, That's it, a good it, one. It, it, there's a bit. There's been criticism, and 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 I think there's it's justified to a certain extent about the fact that a lot of these people, like Branson, Bezos, Elon Musk, they have a lot of money, and and even the people that are just buying the, the ticket on Virgin Galactic, they were selling it originally for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then the price goes up from hundreds of thousands of dollars to tens of millions of dollars if you want to go orbital. And stay up yeah. for a while, not just straight up and straight down the suborbital. And that's a lot of money. So these aren't ordinary. Say, oh, we're opening up space to ordinary people. No, we're not. We're opening up space to a bunch of very, very wealthy people. But the thing to remember is, uh, the first of all, count on this. The price is going to come down. Okay? And it's just like, in my mind, what happened with the airlines. In the very mm-hmm. beginning of the, of the airline industry, it was a bunch of really wealthy people that were flying yeah. Uh, on these early passenger flights, and right? You used to have so to dress up. You just have to dress they, up on a flight. I remember my parents used to tell me, you know, not that they went flying very much, but in the early they, days, it was, it was like it was like movie thing. stars and yeah, yeah, it was like movie stars and millionaires, and they would put black tie. And then even <laughs> yeah. even in the fifties and the sixties, it was the jet set, and yeah, you'd have yeah. to dress up like you're saying. Right, and, and now we have now you go on Southwest and it's a free for all, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> people wearing thongs and or uh, or I, I, I swear one time, Garrett, I was on a plane. It was an overseas flight. We were going to South America, and I was falling, you know, and I, and I thought I heard like you know all of a sudden people start walking in with with dogs and cats and stuff. Not now you can bring oh, my, my daughter brought a brought a dog on a plane one time. So now you know it's you know you can get all kinds of things in there. So yes. Yeah. Yes, it's ridiculous. Not just people, people bring anymore, on. even on the airplanes. You can, yeah, bring your pet when so it doesn't get lonely. You don't get lonely on an airplane. Yeah. So yeah. one day, people will be getting on spaceships to go into space, bringing their pets, and they're like, they're 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 subway uh, sub uh, that they just got in the lobby, and that's it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah, it, it's gonna get there. But in the beginning, yes, it's rich people, and and um, you know, but 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 look, it's 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 the beginning, and and. Uh, I really hope and I think that uh, in our lifetimes, we'll see the prices come way down and uh, there'll be a lot more opportunities for everybody to go. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to they're going to run out of millionaires. Uh, and not, I don't think every millionaire wants to do this either. You know, there's some of them that are like, no, nah, not for me. 
So I think they're eventually going to run out of millionaires and, and they realize the price has to come down. So it's more affordable, more like a, an expensive vacation, let's say, than, uh, you know, than this price that they're dealing with now. Yeah, well, I think we had a couple things. One, uh, you know, as far as uh, these folks, but with these folks being astronauts, do you agree that they are astronauts, Garrett? Because that was some of it, you know, they're getting astronaut wings and so on. And, you know, you're above the 50-mile boundary. What do you think about look, that? Look, I want this to succeed. I, you know, it, it's good that there's a, a thriving space tourism thing, so I want to help them out and make these people that are paying all this money feel good. But no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you kidding me? Look, when you fly on Southwest, right, and you're in seat like 27C and you get off of that thing, are you a pilot? <laughs> you know, do they, do they like uh, put, give you a little pilot's wings and, and a, a certificate from the FAA that you're now a commercial? No, uh, you're a passenger and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You have a good flight, hopefully, and you have a good view out the window. It's great. There's nothing wrong with that, but no. What do you think? I, well, I think, you know, I, I think it depends on what we think is an astronaut, you know, because what we used to think of an astronaut is Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. And, and because only NASA, you know, only NASA or government astronauts could do that. And if you wanted to fly in space, even if you were one of the, you know, like uh, some of our friends who paid money to go, the rich uh, space flight participants who went, with the Soyuz, they would kind of doing a job like, I mean, they would launch like we did. They, they wouldn't do the same responsibilities. But if you like a payload specialist, you know, like they had some people, members of Congress fly, they still were sort of like, you know, they, and they didn't consider themselves to be astronauts because I think the definition back then when you thought astronaut was someone who worked for NASA or worked for a government and spent years of training to fly in a spaceship. But uh, I don't think they ever anticipated this happening because there were some of the X-15 pilots back in the day that got astronaut wings for going above 50 miles. I think Joe Engel even was one of them, who, you know, a guy we know who later became an astronaut, uh, a NASA astronaut. So I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think now the way it's perceived is, and it's the, the, the way the rule was, if you get above the Kármán line, if you, if you get yourself some, figure it out, even, you know, shoot yourself off with a, with a you know, with, with a slingshot, figure out some way to get up there, you know, you get the, you get the astronaut wings. But I think maybe it's, I don't know, maybe there's different distinctions, like there's NASA astronaut or there's, you know, a, a, you know, some professional astronaut versus, you know, someone who, who an astronaut who was, you know, sitting as a passenger well, and it, it, got themselves to space. I, I do think it's a function of what's your role during the flight. Uh, and uh, and I do, th it's marketing. Come on, Russ. it's marketing, right? If, 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 if somebody gets to go up and, and, and add their name to the list and say that uh, uh, you're, 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 it, it's, um, it, it encourages more people to drop $250,000 on a ticket <laughs> if you get this shiny little pin, you know, that's from the gift store when you come home. In fact, I think yeah. you do have to, don't they, didn't Branson and his crew have to walk through the Virgin gift store? After they got off the flight, you know, with all the stuffed animals and the T-shirts and stuff, right? I think they did. What, you mean you didn't have to do that with NASA? No. no. Look, man, look, look. I... Yeah, I don't, yeah, I should. I don't know what they get. They got the pin, though, I think. What were we saying, Gary? What are you saying to what? They got the yeah, pin. You, I, you know, I mean, like. 
Look, I took a carnival cruise once, okay? <laughs> and they didn't, I, I didn't, didn't even call me like, uh, you know, a sailor. All right. I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get a shirt with the, with the little thing on your shoulders. What are those things called that go on your shoulders here? That, 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 uh, like you're Captain Stooping. Epaulets or something like that? Yeah, epaulets. Yeah. Like, 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 like you're the love yeah. boat captain or something. I didn't, I didn't get those when I went on the carnival cruise. I was just, well, I was you know, when you're a kid. When my kids used to, and your kids probably now they're younger. When you they used to, when you go on an airplane, they get little wings from the Delta Airlines captain. They get, I wanted them. I like, hey, can I have those? And he'd be like, no, they're just for kids. I, I think, I think it's okay. I think it's probably a, 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 you know, it's it's built up momentum, and I think it's it's a, it's the astronaut thing is is I guess the way I feel about it. That's great. You know, they made it there. Whoever they did it, you get you figure out a way to get above fifty miles above our planet however you did that you're an astronaut you've been up there it's just like you're an earthling all right you know you're down here no matter what your job is and whatever you if you can do that but you know maybe there i think people will still understand that there's a distinction between you know a nasa astronaut or what even the pilots who are in front you know the guys who are flying that spaceship cj and, and and our friends up there yeah you know it's a little bit different so you know i think that i think that there's so, different yeah, for, for, there's probably going to be different categories just like you know there's different categories of pilot like you're an instructor pilot right yeah right garrett you've got that you have a commercial rating too probably you've got a lot of ratings yeah, right yeah yeah, I got yeah a, so I got i'm ratings. just a private pilot so but I was both pilots, but you're more more accomplished than I am. You have different, so maybe that's what it is. You know, you're a NASA astronaut, or you're a space station astronaut, or you're a whatever, whatever. astronaut. But I think, yeah, in, it, I think in general, I think we're all astronauts. If you can get up there, that's my opinion. It's a fun thing to talk about, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Starship. Wow. Well, first of all, I don't work at uh, SpaceX full-time anymore. So I worked there for seven years uh, uh, from 2011 to 2018. And uh, I still do a little bit of consulting for them on a, like every once in a while when they have something that I can help with, but it's very, it's very limited now. So just want to clear that up. Um, uh, so I'm not speaking for SpaceX or anything like that. I'm just a, I'm just a contractor for them right now. I'm no longer an employee, but I did work there for seven years, and it's an amazing place. I'll tell you, uh, it, it was so different in a lot of ways uh, than it than than it was at NASA. You know, it, the, one of the biggest ways was decision speed. We would make decisions in like a day, or just a group of people, a small group of people, get together, and make a big decision that it would that we would spend like a year on at NASA. You know, and and so we would move the the speed at which things were happening was just so much faster. And, um, but, but it, it was also very, very intense. You know, you have to, it's not, a, it's not for the faint of heart. If you want to work there, you got to be ready to, to, to work really, really hard. I mean, it's, it's a very demanding and intense place to be, but it's also super exciting and Starship, Starship's going to be awesome. I can't wait to, to see that super heavy, uh, fly. And when we talk about reducing the price, uh, for people going to space, the key is, uh, affordable reusability. And that's really, you know, this uh, with the Falcon 9 and, and, and Falcon Heavy being able to reuse the, the, the rocket. We, we had reusability with Space Shuttle. We used most of it uh, again. But it was never really that affordable because in between flights, there was this army of people that had to do a tremendous amount of maintenance on the thing. And it was still very expensive. In fact, 
certain components like the solid rocket boosters, it would have been cheaper to make new ones every single time than to refurbish them like we did. But what, what, uh, what's happening now, uh, SpaceX and others are, are and, and also Blue Origin and, and Virgin, they're not throwing these rockets, this, 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 the, the plane that, the space plane that Branson flew, they're, they're gonna get, they got that back, they're going to use it again. So Starship kind of takes that to the extreme where the whole thing is reusable, not just a portion of it. And you can fly a ton of people on that thing, it's huge. And now when you divide uh, the cost of the fuel by all the people you could put into Starship, the price could get reasonable. So that's what, I'm, that's what I mean about the price coming down. And I think Starship's kind of key to that. Oh, thank you. Well, that's a, that's a great question. I think and that's one of the things that we wanted to, to touch on and, and set up a little bit because uh, we have, as I think one of us mentioned, I think Garrett mentioned that uh, uh, Jeff Bezos is headed to space, hopefully uh, in, in less than a week on the 20th. And so there's some differences between the two. So maybe we should talk a little bit about that. I, I kind of like them all. I think they're all different enough and distinct enough that uh, there's room for all of them. SpaceX, though, is getting you know, right now the uh, the the SpaceX Falcon that Garrett helped develop is uh, getting people to the space station, getting you know, NASA astronauts and also uh, you know uh, uh, Thomas from uh, the the French astronaut from uh, East astronaut and our friend Aki is up there as well and they all got there with Megan and and uh, and Shane uh, on on the SpaceX uh, SpaceX Falcon so. So that, you know, SpaceX is able to go to orbit. They've been going to orbit with cargo, and now they've been taking astronauts. There's a third trip they just had with astronauts going up there, um, and they're going to have another flight coming up shortly. So that's one, that's one function. And uh, Jeff, Be uh, Jeff Bezos and, and Richard Branson right now is still doing suborbital flights. So Branson's lands on a, on a runway. And, Karen, maybe we talk a little bit about this. Because let's, let's, SpaceX, I kind of have in a different category because they're going to – ISS and they've been, you know, they're going to orbit 17,500 miles an hour. I kind of think of it's a, that's a different, that's a whole different model where these, the, the space, the um, Virgin and the Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin, they're going to, to uh, suborbital flights, but they're still very different. You know, they, I mean, they're different yeah. from going to the orbit, but, but Je uh, Br uh, Jeff, uh, I'm sorry, Richard Branson, his takes off from a runway, right? So, and he lands on a runway. So one thing that I've, you know, that advantage, one advantage here is you can go to different inclinations, right? When you launch from a, when you launch from a launch pad, from a stationary launch pad, there's only certain place, certain inclinations you can get. But if you can pack up and go to different places fairly easily, you don't need a launch pad everywhere you go when you have Richard Branson's model. You can, you just need a runway and you can maybe land at a different runway when you come back, right? So there's, you know, I think that there may be some implications for future air travel going from, really space travel for one. I don't know if they're going to be doing that, but, but that's one, one possibility. Um, Jeff Bezos is more, more automated, right? It's not, it's, it's doesn't have a pilot in there flying the thing. It's more of uh, going up. It's kind of like a, I don't know if I'd go as far to say like an amusement park ride, but there's no pilot on there. From what I understand, it's just all yeah. automated system. There's emergency systems that'll take over playing a role that a pilot might, 
but it's also pretty straightforward and fairly uh, simple in that it doesn't require a runway, right? So um, I think those are two of the major differences between the, the Bezos and the Branson model. And I think that there's room for both of those as far as whether it's tourists or experiments. And, uh, and Jeff Bezos with Blue Origin, they're hoping to continue going. The next step would be to, to orbit with the new Glenn spacecraft. And just I'll, I'll, I'll let Garrett chime in here, but with, with Jeff Bezos, it's New Shepard is what he calls this suborbital um, program. And he is, a, he is very much a fan of the space program from way back as a little kid. And he doesn't, I don't think he's old enough to, he's, a, I think a little, I think he's between our ages, actually. I think he's a little younger than me, maybe a little older than you, Garrett. But, um, but he remembers the Apollo 11 for sure. And that, uh, you know, that, that uh, the Alan Shepard, the first American in space, he's doing a suborbital flight that is similar to that. And then when he goes to an orbital flight, it'll be uh, New Glenn, which is named after John Glenn. But anyway, so yeah. for the answer to that question, I, I don't. I don't really have a favorite. I think they all have a purpose and there's room for all of them. What do you think, Eric? Hey, Mass, I, I think we should maybe take a step back because a lot of our uh, subscribers, and by the way, if you haven't subscribed yet. Yes. Now, please. Yeah, please. please. Why you hang up Hit on the us? <laughs> because don't, you think, don't, brother, listening, right don't yeah. listen anymore to us. Yes. Uh, just, we, we'd rather you hang up and go subscribe. That's more important. Correct. But anyway. And like, yeah, for, we have subscribe a, uh, and like are more important than listening. Yes. That's correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, so a lot of our subscribers and a lot of, pe of you listening right now are rocket scientists and get all this. But we also, but yeah. also like we also have people listening like my mom. OK, so I think we, that we should take a step back and explain the suborbital and orbital difference, because there there is, it's a big difference. It's really important. Good, good um, job. Go. So suborbital means you're going straight up and straight down. So if you, if you see this uh, little earbuds thing I got here like that, that's a suborbital trajectory. OK, it went straight up and it fell straight down. OK, the only difference for Virgin Galactic and, and, and Blue Origin is it goes higher. <laughs> but it's, otherwise, it's the same thing as this, okay? So, um, and, and you can go, and people think that rockets, uh, when you see rockets like the Saturn V going off to the moon or like or the space shuttle launch, and they think it, the, the rockets go straight up. Because they do in the beginning, but only for a short period of time, and it's just to get out of the thick air. Because if you go straight up, you're going to come straight down. And it's not going to last very long, okay? It'll be like 15 minutes. On the other hand, if you want to go around the Earth and stay up in space, you don't have to go straight up. you got to fly almost like an airplane. you got to build up speed horizontally. So you take off straight up, but almost immediately you start pitching over and going this way because what you want to do is build up so much speed that you balance out the force of gravity, which is pulling you back down with the centrifugal force of your, your speed, your velocity going around the Earth that wants to fling you out, okay? And then when those two things get in balance, you're in orbit. And that requires going really, really fast. You have to go like 17,500 miles an hour, like Matt said. Now, we only have to go a little bit over, around 4,000 mi uh, miles an hour when you're going, uh, if you want to go, if you want to throw you, if you want to get going so fast that you go straight up and you reach a high altitude like Branson did at about, uh, 50 miles, a little over 50 miles or 100 kilometers like Blue Origin will. Uh, if you want to hit that speed, you got to get going like about 4,000 miles per hour. So 
It's like, oh, yeah, no big deal. If I want to go orbital, I just got to go four times as fast. That's really ah. hard. It's really hard to go four times as fast because energy. All right, now we're going to get for the rocket scientists out there that are listening. Energy goes as velocity squared. Kinetic energy is one half mass times B squared. So what it means is like, if you go four times as fast, you're going, you, you require 16 times the square. So four squared is 16. It requires 16 times the energy, which means you, and for, for my mom, it means you mean a much bigger <laughs> rocket to go orbital. A much more, it was a much more difficult thing to do. Okay. So when you see SpaceX sending people around the earth and they're staying up there for days, not just the seven minutes that Branson was up there. Just understand that the engineering difficulty is is a complete different ballgame. And that's why instead of a couple hundred thousand dollars, it costs tens of millions of dollars because it's much harder to do. That was good. (laughs) So what's your favorite, Garrett? SpaceX. I still have stock. What about about Blue Origin versus uh, Virgin Galactic? Do you have a favorite Uh, there? That's that's a so that's a good question because that's more apples to apples. Because as I mentioned, they're, sub, they're both suborbital. So in one in one sense, in the in the most important sense, they're kind of the same, right? It's kind of the same thing, but they go about it in completely different ways. Uh, they 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 both last about you know ten to fifteen minutes. They both go straight up and come straight down. But I, but one is a rocket that's fully automated and goes a little bit higher. The other is a space plane, the Virgin Galactic space plane that is. That is that has two uh, pilots sitting in front that are manually flying it, uh, and it has a completely different way of coming back down. There's right, no parachute; the, it lands on the runway. The mothership as well, and yep. it's a longer flight. I mean, that flight, your time in space is probably the same—a few minutes, or the amount of weightlessness you have time-wise. But their flight, I think, the takeoff to landing is more like uh, over an hour. I think, isn't it? By the time you take yeah. off, get dropped, and come back, but yeah. uh, but the time in space is pretty comparable. A little there bit higher is. with Blue Origin, but yeah, I'm sorry. A keep little bit going. higher, and and they really, they, you know, there, there was uh, they made such a big. They were getting into fights on Twitter about this, uh, you know, whether if if it's 80 kilometers or 100 kilometers. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. When does, where does space begin? But you know, right. that's it's stupid. It was a stupid ar- argument, but you know what it is is when you get a bunch of really rich people with big egos, and they build <laughs> yeah. these ships that that are very phallic. You got to have a pissing contest, right? It's just going to happen. <laughs> so who cares? 80 kilometers, 100 kilometers, it looks kind of the same. Well, the actual, feel, well, I think the whole thing with that, what? Is that Jason? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, uh, the, the, the the Carmen line, actually, I think Keep it clean, is, Jason. PG-13. The, the, uh, the, the Carmen line is around like, what is it, 80 kilometers or, or 52 miles or six? I mean, it's... Car- Carmen it's, line, so that's interesting. It's uh, an actual, read, the actual line, I think it's just that the, um, you know, like 80 kilometers or, you know, 50 miles. Uh, what's that? No, 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 wait a minute. No, because I think they rounded up. I think the European yes. standard rounded up to 100 yeah. kilometers and the American standard rounded down to 50 miles because I think the actual line... Where there, where there really is no more air, right? Where there's, where there's the aerodynamics of an airplane will not work. Your control surfaces will not work. You are in space. You don't have atmosphere. That line is, I think, somewhere in between the two, where it's but, like eighty but here's kilometers. The important thing. Or 50, you know, a little. So I think the 
I think it was the, the, the Americans rounded down to 50 and the Europeans rounded up to 100 kilometers. So that was, well, I think that's all it was. So, yeah. So, so a couple for the most, one very important thing is there is no actual line. You don't actually at the window see a line as you go. It's not like the Lincoln Tunnel when you like to see the New York, New Jersey, right? Yeah, you see that now with the with ways that's helpful. The the uh, the, new, the um the bridge, the bridge, the, uh, they, the, they bridge. the bridge. Too. It's amazing that both ends of that bridge is you know so well maintained because <laughs> you figure someone's going to have a bad year and the taxes up. But yeah, they keep it. You know, they keep the bridge. Even half of yeah. it's in New York, half is New Jersey. They keep it going. God. So is so, so the, is there's no like point at which the atmosphere suddenly stops. It's not discrete. It it, it gradually gets yeah. thinner and thinner and thinner. Yep. And after about 80 kilometers, it gets thinner faster, right? It really falls off much more quickly. So 80 kilometers is really kind of, if you're using a physics-based approach, so that's right. 80 kilometers. And Science. I think, Science. <laughs> Jonathan McDowell, who's a really smart astrophysicist, I read something he wrote recently this week about this whole issue. And he said that Carmen originally proposed more like 80 kilometers because he was using a physics-based approach and great Caltech professor, by the way, Theater of Uncommon. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, Did you go to Caltech, by the way? Yeah, where, 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 where'd you go? You went, <laughs> let's not get into that. It's pretty nice that you mentioned. I just want to tell people you went to that school. Where this dude was teaching. That's pretty good. Thank you. I went to MIT, but whatever. Go ahead. Can you, and Columbia. Can you get, you are, just stick to the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you saying? All Come right, on. Right, right. It's a good plug so, for your uh, school. I'm trying to plug your school for crying out loud. Thank That's you. Cool, but... yeah, MIT is nice, too. Thank you. But go <laughs> ahead. So Carmen from, from Caltech came up with the 80 kilometers. He, came, and he really was Garrett, about you froze 80. on me. You still there? I'm still here. Can you you got me? Uh, Jason, are you still there? <laughs> Uh, I think Mass can't hear us, though. I think we lost. I lost you guys. Did you guys lose me? <laughs> no, we got to get I'm... All right, okay. All right. All right. So I, I don't know what went out there. Um, yeah. I, I was just saying that, like, so Carmen originally said, like, 80. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, well, you know, people will remember it easier if it's a nice round number. Let's make it 100. And since there's really no yeah. particular line, you know, there's no, like, so they said, okay, 100 is fine. And, and, but you know what this whole thing I think the Russians have a better way of doing this. Oh, this is interesting. Tell us. They say that actually when you become an astronaut mm -hmm. uh, is not when, or a cosmonaut, I should say, is not when you reach a certain altitude, but it's when you reach a certain velocity. Ooh, which makes sense. What is, and what is this velocity? I think they had a specific number, but it's basically when you reach a certain velocity, which enables you to have a stable orbit. So it'll be a function of the altitude, you know. So the lower you are, the faster you have to go. But when, you, when you're in a stable orbit and you've achieved... Orbit. Uh, orbit. Orbit of the Earth, then it's real. And this, this little, like, straight up, straight down. Because they were poo-pooing Alan Shepard. They're like, that's yeah, whatever. What, that's we, all that is. That's our guy been going up for years now. I didn't realize that. that, that so they, because, okay, so going back, the first human in space was Yuri Gagarin. And he did an orbital flight. <laughs> He went yeah. into orbit, right? And then the Americans countered with Alan Shepard. So that's what that this thing's been going on for decades. This fight. <laughs> now these guys are since just oh, you did. I went to space and you didn't. And now I'm only turning a couple miles. You know, the right like right, that's what it is, Garrett. Is that what it yeah. is? That's gotta be it. Because the Russians put a guy in orbit, 
And that's why they're saying at speed, the Americans put a guy in suborbital, got him into above the, wherever, how high he went. You know, uh, into, so we count that. Uh, and now we, I mean, so we, we count wait. that. This has been going on for a long time. I was over in Jeez. Russia and they had this big poster of like all the people that have been to space. And they and don't I noticed, like, so, so you, number one, Yuri Gagarin, of course. And then I looked at the poster and I see the first American on there is John Glenn. I'm like, what about really? Alan Shepard? Like, it doesn't count. He didn't go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they're saying over there with this Richard Branson thing then. Oh, he's not on the poster. There's no way he's on the poster. <laughs> unless he buys, you know, unless he gives some money to the to, the, to, to them and then they'll put unless him on the poster. Some money. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh, that is fun. I never knew that, Garrett. That's amazing. I never that realized that. Uh, wow, that's that's pretty interesting because that makes sense, right? The people are like, oh, this is space. It's not space. But if we stick with the atmosphere question, right, the line yeah. of not being a velocity but a line, uh, yeah, because they probably didn't count all of our X-15 guys that got there, too, back in the early 60s, right? So, right. so if you count it as, as, a, as, a, as a line as opposed to a speed, um, where are we with your Carmen story? Because he was saying he came out with, with 80 kilometers, which is... But, but the Carmen right. line, as, it, as yep. it was publicized and, and as it became yep. known, was 100 kilometers. Uh, because they said, oh, oh it, it's just easier to have a nice round number. If you round it up, but if you use miles, you could round it down, right? If you use miles, 50 is You can round it probably... down to 50, because 50 miles, that's about 80 kilometers, so yeah. yeah. that's 50 is a nice round number, too, so maybe yeah. that's why. But so the thing is, like, when, when you're on the space station, right, we're, we're, um, we're uh, up there, we're about 200 miles up, okay? So 200 way nautical. Above any... 200 What's nautical, that? I think, Garrett. Don't cheat yourself. 200 nautical. Yeah, so 250 statute. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're, so we're like way, we're five times greater than these than these lines yeah. that we're talking about. Right. And you still have some atmosphere. You still have yeah. to reboost the space station every once in a while, or it's a, it's going to fall down because you're yeah. still not completely out of the atmosphere, even even at right. that height. So right. so a, where you draw this line is completely arbitrary. Right. Well, you know, at Hubble, I hate to say this because this could oh, go, no, but no, at Hubble, we were 100 that. miles higher. We were at 350, and uh, we, we said, you know, we, so we were, oh, who's higher and everything. So, Garrett, you know, I spoke to John Young about this, and I said, you know, John, maybe we should redraw the boundaries of space, and we can make it at 300 miles, and then and it would just be, you know, it would be Hubble and the guys that went to the moon. And he was all for it. He said, yeah, we'd get rid of a lot of astronauts that way. You, you know, that wouldn't work. But what do you think Branson of that won't like that. He won't like Richard Branson <laughs> will hate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think, that, you know, people have been, I think, I don't know, I think, whatever, I think 50 miles or, so 100 kilometers is 62 miles. That's not really, you know, I don't know. It's not that. And I think, I think Virgin Galactic eventually will get there. I think they just need to get a little more juice in it. On their uh, on their rocket, and <laughs> they'll be up there. Well, okay, yeah, let's take more questions. Okay. We take more yeah. questions. We'll try to give shorter answers. That's not going to work. What? Now this is the. Oh. Th those aren't real astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> How high do they go? 
We should have stopped while we were ahead. We are, this, uh, this space station certainly is above the everybody's yes. line, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, way above. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. I, you know, I, I think the more nations that that uh, and and companies, the more people that go to space and the more we travel in space, the better. And I'm up for anybody that wants to use it for peaceful purposes. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think again, no, absolutely. It is not even a question. I think, uh, we're, we're, you know, they're, they're certainly, um, you know, what they've done going up to their space station and, and, uh, there are three countries that have been able to send people to space so far, right? We've had, I mean, with their own rockets, that is. The United States and Russia and, uh, and China is the third player. So certainly for governments uh, for, and for private companies now, we have uh, SpaceX, yeah, right? Even though they did it with NASA, they kind of did it, uh, you know, we, that's a whole other topic, but they, 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 you know, they're able to send people who aren't uh, NASA astronauts up there too. They're going to do that flight you mentioned. And uh, what was that again? I'm sorry, the Inspiration flight. And then, uh, and, and now we have uh, Virgin Galactic with a suborbital flight, which still counts. And, and uh, hopefully in, 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 in about a week, we'll have, a, week, we'll have a third in one. In a week, we'll have another one. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think and it's great. And I think as Garrett said, with the, with, I think um, having the more, more countries involved, more people involved, more ways to get there is a good thing. And I think that's what we all agree on. All these other things about you know making money or who's up and who's an astronaut. I think the main thing is you want to get as many people up there to experience this as possible, and and people talking about it is a good thing. And and as far as with other countries, you know I would like to see us cooperate with all countries. Uh, you know one of the biggest advantages of the space program that we've had at NASA is that we work with lots of other countries, and no matter even and no matter who they are. You might disagree at the tops of those countries, the leadership, let's say, or, you know, they have other issues to worry about. But as astronauts, scientists, engineers, we can agree on achieving these goals together. So so we work very well with, you know, Garrett's been talking to a lot of his throughout the podcast, his experience over there in Russia. And we've all worked with international astronauts. It didn't make a difference. We're from different countries. We're all on the same team. So I think it's a I think maybe if our if our countries could work together with countries like China, who is sending people to space, I think that would be a big plus. Uh, as well, even though our, you know, yeah. we have differences in other areas. So we can agree on exploring space, I would think. Now, if they build a moon base, okay, and they stick nuclear weapons on it, then we got a problem. <laughs> Don't do that. But, yeah, as long as you come in peace. Uh-oh. Uh. All right. Uh, you want to take that uh, yeah, for uh, yeah, like well, they, uh, the Big Bang Theory was. What was it? You want to know if it was fun? Is that what it, it was? Fun. It was great. No, it's fantastic. It was a whole new world, and uh, you know, Garrett's been uh, part of that as well. Over with other other TV shows, the Big Bang Theory was was really uh, was really just a great experience. I, I kind of fell into it. NASA wanted one of their uh, astronauts, the Big Bang Theory wanted to send a guy to space and he wanted to speak to an astronaut to give him some ideas. And so I went out there and uh, met with the writers and the creators of the of the show, Chuck Lorre and Bill Prady, and had a great time talking to them, helped them with a script and went to see a taping. And then a few months later, they asked me to come on the show. And I was like, sure. 
And uh, I was, yeah, I told him I wasn't an actor. You know, I'm not really an actor. And they said, okay, that's okay. You've been you for a long time. Just do that. Just be you. And uh, that's what I did. I so I didn't have to act. <laughs> I went on and did myself. I, you know, did was playing myself. So uh, no, it was great. I think um, it was uh, very much like a like a space uh, mission almost, in that everyone has a role. And I think the actors are kind of like the astronauts, and the director is kind of like the flight director. And uh, Chuck Lorre and uh, Bill Prady, the executive producers, are kind of like the I don't know, the heads of the space center or something like that, you know, kind of keeping it all. And everyone has a role and, and everyone helps. And it's a lot of teamwork. And uh, with the people involved with that show, it was just a, a, such a pleasure. And they made me feel so much at home. And I still I still communicate with a lot of people from the wardrobe people to Bill and uh, to Bill Prady, to the writers and to the and to the actors as well. So it was such a really fun experience. And they enjoyed having an astronaut around, too, for a while. So yeah, it was all good, and I, like I said, I've, I've, I'm still friends with a lot of them, and so it was a lifelong, uh, a lifelong benefit through the friendships I made. So that was great, yeah, and a great show, a lot of positive messages, I think, um, and and funny and very successful. So it was a blast. Garrett, your turn. No, you were you were great on that, by the way, Mass. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thanks. It. I was just being me. You know what's funny? I just had this one thing because they were saying you should try to do some more acting. And I said, well, you know, I can only be me. And they go, well, you could be you in a lot of different roles. I go, what roles? And they started saying, I could be a cop. Listen to this. I could be a cop. I could be a judge. They left off. I could be a gangster. I didn't want to go there. I didn't ask. But they said, you could be a cop. You could be a judge. Stuff like that. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. The cop. That's not you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. They were, maybe they were just being nice. Yeah, being a cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. The nice cop. Slow it down. Slow it down, there, Buster. You're definitely, the, you're definitely a good cop, not the bad cop. Yeah, I'd be the bad. Yeah. You'd be the bad cop. You and I, I could be, be the good bad cop, cop. Bad cop. You'd be the bad cop. <laughs> Go ahead, Garrett. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, so, so, uh, for all mankind on Apple TV, uh, co-created by Ron Moore, Ben uh, Navidi, and Matt Walpert, is a great show, and you should all tune in and watch it. It's awesome. Um, and uh, I'm looking at the clock here. I realize we're, we're over time yeah. already. So I'm not. So this really is a whole nother episode of Two Funny Astros. Yeah, well, we should really we, go we, deeper. Why don't, we, why don't we do that too? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Did we, so I'll, I'll keep this short. We, we could we, we should really go a lot deeper into our experiences in yeah, Hollywood. Mass and I both have a lot of fun. And late night TV with uh, Craig Ferguson and, and uh, uh, Letterman. You're on Letterman, right? And I was mm-hmm. on Colbert. And we could talk about There's a lot of fun things to talk about there. But um, let me suffice it that just to answer the guy's question. Uh, I am still, yes, I'm still working. I'm the technical consultant on For All Mankind. We're working on season three right now. Season one and two are available streaming right now on Apple TV. Uh, season, we're deep into season three. We, we filmed more than half of the season three episodes. And actually just today before we did this event, I, uh, I, review, I looked at an, a, a studio network cut of episode 301, the first episode of season three. And started preparing my notes on that. So, yes, I'm still very involved in season three. If you like season one and two, mm, you're really going to like season three. It's, it's actually so far. It's, it's absolutely awesome. So check it out. Cool. All right. Yeah, All right. I know. Well, thanks. Um, uh, Garrett, go ahead. What do you got? Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. And thanks for participating. I think we have some ideas uh, 
maybe for some future episodes, talking more about international cooperation and and certainly our experiences in Hollywood with the Big Bang Theory and these other programs uh, for all mankind and so on. We can talk about that because that's a whole new world that both of us entered uh, as Ash, you know, <laughs> which is kind of cool, you know. Uh, so, yeah, we'd love to share more of that, too. So thanks very much for listening, folks. And like Garrett said, like and subscribe, please. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> thanks.